0: From hard news to pop culture, he's got you covered. The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. At the Roy Green Show, that's where you find me on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter, at the Roy Green Show, and uh, like us on Facebook. The Roy Green Show page. Listen back to any segment, whenever you choose, on our webpage, roygreenshow.com. Podcasts, you can download as well. You know, I have an idea for an experiment I'd like to run with you who experienced joint pain, and let's do it right now, and right here, in the privacy of your home or wherever you're listening to the Roy Green Show. Again, this is if you're living with joint pain, so play along with me, Okay. If you've used a product containing glucosamine to help with your joint pain, put your hands up. Now, if you're certain the product with glucosamine has helped, leave your hands up. If not, put your hands down. If we were all in the same room right now, I'd see many hands go down. I'll tell you what I'm certain about. If you use sierracil, you'll get relief from that joint pain, and if you don't, get your money back. And my friends at Sierrasil don't have to give money back very often. So, use your hands to call 1-877-ROY-1020 Monday to Friday in Vancouver and order your no-risk joint pain eliminating Sierrasil. You can pick up Sierrasil at Rexall Pharmacies if you're in Ontario. And for Western Canadians go to London Drugs. You'll also find Sierrasil at Natural Health Products Retailers Coast to Coast. Sierrasil, my hands are up. Call 1-877-ROY-1020 Scott Newark former crown attorney, former security advisor to the federal government and to um, the government of Ontario, joins us on the show. You heard Eric Randolph, Scott, and um, we've been talking about nothing other than what's happened in Paris over the past 24, 36 hours. What, what is it that, that most stands out to you? What needs to be most considered, and what do we need to be concerned about? And Let's talk about the Canadian perspective.
1: Um Well, I think essentially it'll be some of the uh, the potential lessons learned out of this. Uh, This is not, uh, unfortunately, terribly surprising, uh, essentially uh, welcome to the new world. But I think it may remind us about some of um, why it's important to do things like make sure we screen people, especially people, uh, for example, like these uh, Syrian refugees that we're bringing in, precisely because, Roy, Um, the bad guys generally tell us what they're planning on doing. That's one of the things I learned when I worked with the investigative project on terrorism. If you do the hard work and you go to the right sources and you look for this, these guys are so narcissistic, they like to tell you in advance what they're going to do. And by the way, they did exactly that back in February and March of this year when they said that there was going to be this mass influx into uh, Europe and that they were going to put their jihadis among them. Okay, that's why this uh, the revelation that this one guy that was uh, found had been uh, actually been processed through uh, with a Syrian passport had been processed through the Isle of Lesbos in Greece on October the 3rd. Okay, I I must admit I was a little taken aback when your uh, guest described that fact as being tragic for the, you know, the entire refugee processing uh, process. That may well be true for them. But for the rest of us, I think it reinforces the need that we need to add, and, and, and really prioritize that screening of who is coming here precisely because of the potential threat which the bad guys have told us about. So I'd suggest that Minister McCallum actually, a couple of days ago, said that, well, maybe some of the screening might be done after they come here. Bad idea.
0: You know, I remember during the campaign we talked about uh, screening being necessary, and many in the mainstream media became very upset. With that notion, and, and it of course it's necessary, it's critically important. At the same time, when you have one individual, one individual who is was clearly involved with these terrorists yesterday, does that not unfairly stack the deck for people who really, really need
1: help? I don't think it's a question of unstacking the deck. We have to be able to walk and chew gum at the same time. And the rest of the people that live in this country have the right to make sure that because we don't want to be, quote, unfair... Uh, That we uh, uh, jeopardize their safety. Okay, so uh, listen, uh, this should have been done. I, I I just shake my head at the fact. I saw the uh, the UN people and quoted the the media yesterday, yesterday, saying they still don't know what it is that Canadian priorities are. You know, it was in uh, September. It's been two months since this became you know sort of the national crisis, and they still haven't gotten on with that job. No, we have to balance, and it goes the other way too. We also don't have to, you know, this doesn't mean that we need to have armed guards outside every bar. We do not need to give up our individual liberties that make us unique, but we do need to make sure that we have the tools in place to recognize and deal with this danger. And I think probably among the greatest challenges is having people actually stop looking the other way and understand the nature of the threat. And the reality of it, and the need that we are going to have to do to use new tools to deal with it.
0: Yeah, no, I don't. Listen, I don't disagree that the security screening has to take place and has to be efficient. Well, when, when, security I want to. I want to play something, Scotty. I want to play something for you. Yeah, sure. I just want to. I want you to hear this, Heather. Can you play that uh, Justin Trudeau clip that we played earlier? If you can find it and tell me when you've got it ready, and I just want you. To, I want you to hear. Okay, have a listen to what Justin Trudeau said.
1: Obviously, our hearts. Uh, and thoughts and prayers go out to our french cousins uh, through this dark and terrible time uh, these uh, terrorist attacks are uh, deeply uh, worrying and obviously unsettling to people around the world
0: i i'm not impressed uh, the words the words are okay i'd like some passion i'd like to hear somebody with who is frankly Disturbed, angry, and determined.
1: He is new to the job. Um, I hope there will be people who will be saying, you know, um, uh, Mr. Prime Minister, we need to perhaps be looking at some of the suggested changes that we were talking, the theoretical changes on C-51, for example, on the preventive orders. Those are exactly the kinds of tools that potentially we need to use. So we aren't having to have guys with machine guns outside of bars. In other words, targeting, targeting and identifying the risks, actually getting uh, quite aggressive with a counter-radicalization strategy that the previous government really failed to do. I tell you, Roy, I think the most interesting thing of all is going to be with Mr. Trudeau's, and I gather he has reconfirmed his commitment to end the military uh, participation in, uh, the, in the airstrikes in uh, Syria. Um, but I, I suspect one of the subjects is going to be coming up about this, especially in light of uh, President Hollande's remarks, in terms of the sort of physical war against uh, ISIS, as to whether or not it's time to go all in or go all out, okay, and get out. Uh, and your previous guest also, uh, I think he was referencing this. People forget uh, the French actually put some boots on the ground, if, if you recall, maybe about four or five years ago in Mali when uh, it was a branch of al-Qaeda getting quite aggressive and they were quite successful and they removed them and they reduced the actual threat. The trick will be, and I think Mr. Trudeau is right about this, that history has shown that Western involvement is not, you know, long-term involvement is not uh, necessarily uh, what provides the solutions. But the local Sunni countries have not stepped up to deal with this to protect their own people. So we're, I think, going to have that discussion. It will likely be behind closed doors at these upcoming meetings. But it's, I think it's a discussion that's likely going to happen.
0: Yeah, well, Scott, uh, I agree. He's uh, new on the job, and I tweeted that earlier that uh, he and his cabinet have to make the right decision. Whatever I wrote, uh, the uh, but but you know, as you watch the as I watched the last twenty four hours. Uh, you become so emotionally charged. I'd like to have some fire from from my prime minister. Just you know what just I, what I,
1: I saw, and when I was watching it yesterday, the thing that struck me the most. I was I was literally watching sort of it live as it was unfolding on TV, on the reporting, and the thing that struck me the most was the first incident was the. Um, uh, the guys blowing themselves up outside the soccer stadium.
0: Yeah, buddy, I got about 20 seconds.
1: Okay, and I thought about it. You know what? They didn't do that deliberately. It's because they got caught by screening and security. And there's a long term strategic message in there. That's what we need to do in deciding how we're going to deal with this threat.
0: Remind us where we can get your column. Where can we find your column on all of this?
1: You can find it on uh, Frontline Security. Uh, 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 dot.com. Oh. It's a. Uh, it's, they've gone to a website. Okay. Uh, and there's. Uh, there'll be more to come.
0: Okay. Frontlinesecurity.com. Read Scott Newark's columns, and we'll talk to you again soon, Scott. Thank you very much okay, for Bye well, bye. Roy Green We're back after this.